be honest with me. Have you ever fallen asleep during a sermon? Have you, has your mind ever wandered during a sermon? Have you ever stopped listening and turned a sermon off? Or you come in and out of sermons? I'm sure we're all very familiar with uh, the commercial. First it was Verizon and then Sprint. Can you hear me now? The commercial was made for working professionals who were aggravated with their phone service that sometimes they couldn't get a reception, they couldn't connect with someone or be connected rather easily because they got out of distance or there wasn't a, wasn't a tower nearby to keep them connected. Can you hear me now was Verizon and Sprint's way of saying, listen, you get our phone service, you'll stay connected. I think that's how it is with sermons. Every pastor who preaches desires that the hearer is connected the entire sermon. A pastor's plot. There was a church in which there was a gentleman who always slept during the pastor's sermons. And the pastor got rather aggravated with it. The gentleman would sleep during the sermon, and after the sermon, he'd come up in the greeting line. He'd say, Pastor, man, that sermon just touched me in the heart. You keep up the good job of preaching good sermons, even though he slept during the sermon. And so the pastor had a plot for him. Now, at this church, their protocol was that the pastor always ended the sermon with a loud amen, and from then, the congregation would stand up and sing the Create in Me. You know the Create in Me? Create in me a clean... And that was their protocol. For years and for decades, the pastor would end the sermon with a loud amen, and then go right into the Create in Me, and this gentleman got down. As soon as the pastor said amen, he was able to rouse himself, stand up, and began singing. And so the pastor set out his plot. The next time he was in church, he began singing. Halfway through the sermon, he yelled, Amen! And by himself, the gentleman stood up and began to what? Sing, create me. That was the last time he ever dozed off during the sermon. Legend had that Winston Churchill, somewhat frustrated with non-listeners, the once chancellor of Great Britain, the great leader during World War II, many people would say he's a key figure for the Allied victory, he lamented people not listening. Of course, being the chancellor, he had all sorts of fine meals and speaking engagements and fundraisers in which all sorts of I know, ambassadors and emissaries and barons and princes and princesses and big shots and chief bottle washers came. He was frustrated that they just didn't listen to him, but they came through the motions, go through the motions. They always go up and say, nice job, fine speech, whatever, and he knew a lot of them weren't listening. So he did this, and legend had it, he did this. Every time a prince or princess or ambassador would come up and shake his hand, he'd say to them, I killed my grandmother today. So a queen would come up and said, nice job, Chancellor, I killed my grandmother today. An ambassador would say, fine speech, I killed my grandmother today. And for the most part, nobody responded to him. About 150 people went through line, various emissaries and dignitaries, all saying, nice job, I killed my grandmother today. And finally, toward the end of the line, there was a member of Winston Churchill's cabinet, and he shook his hand and said, fine job, sir. And Winston Churchill said, I killed my grandmother today. And the cabinet member looked at him and said, well, sir, I'm sure she had it coming. <laughs> Many people don't listen. So Mary and Martha, our Lord, in his word, recounts an occasion when he came to their home and Martha got really busy fixing him dinner and making things and getting the spices out and making sure the meal's right. But Mary sat at Jesus' feet and listened and heard. And you see in the picture there, Mary 
taking in everything Jesus had to say. To sit at someone's feet means to listen, to take in, to embrace, to hear, to focus in upon. And Martha's getting rather frustrated. She's the one who's thinking she's doing all the work. i got to get this meal around, everything just right for Jesus. And she's frustrated and said, Jesus, why don't you tell Mary to do something? And Jesus said, she has. She sat here and listened to me. Mary has chosen the better. She heard the word of God. The paradox on sermons. We like substantial sermons, but we don't like long-winded pastors. When I was a kid, sermons used to last 30 to 35 minutes. If I began preaching 30 to 35 minute sermons, I'd be known as long-winded muse. Six months from now, I might not be your pastor. The paradox on sermons is we want something very profound, but we don't want to have our toes step on. We want something that's very significant, but yet we don't want it too deep. We don't want the pastor to dummy down the message and make it too simple, but sometimes we don't want to take the energy to listen too well. At times, we don't expect our children or youth to listen to a sermon either. We want to call a pastor who's a very proficient and efficient pastor, but sometimes we don't feel that we really need to listen to the sermon as long as he's just a good pastor and can deliver a good message. The paradox on sermons is sometimes we want something very simple and easy, and yet we don't like it when we don't get something very profound and substantial. The paradox on sermons is that in today's day and age of shortened and very small attention spans, we find it very hard to listen to anyone for any sort of time. Sermons can be a difficult thing to hear. So God reminds us in the third commandment. I'll lead you through it as Martin Luther explains it in his small catechism. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. What does it? In the church, we are to fear and love God so that we do not despise the preaching and his word, but hold it sacred and gladly hear and learn it. Gladly hear and learn it. To despise something isn't to just hate it, it's to ignore it. I don't like onions, so I ignore them. I don't despise dentist offices, but sometimes I don't like the sounds I hear when I'm there. I don't despise them, I somewhat ignore them. That's a form of despising. Do not despise God's word, but gladly hear it and learn it. Friends in Christ, listening is very hard work. It's really difficult to listen. Hence, we pay people hundreds of dollars an hour to simply what? Listen to us, because very few people will. Listening is hard in a day and age where attention spans are very short. When I was a kid, excuse me, when I was a kid, uh, commercials used to be 30 seconds to a minute long. Today we call them infomercials. A pastor in my childhood church always spoke for 30 to 35 minutes. You know, I think you know how you would feel about that if I began doing that here. Listening is very hard. Many times people say sermons are boring. Well, quite not. Sermons aren't boring. In American society, we are not used to having someone speak to us in an intellectual fashion. We watch commercials that are 11 to 13 seconds long where we're made to laugh or somebody has to tug at our heart. Listening is very difficult. I was at a conference once, and the wise pastor said, we all need a good listening to more than we need a good talking to. Either way, listening is difficult. Do I really want to rouse my energy and focus my mental capacities? And do I really want to do mental uh, heavy weight lifting and focus in on what the pastor has to say for 15 minutes? That's very difficult and challenging today. It is hard work. 
to rouse my passion and my energies and to focus on what is being said. And sometimes I'm being asked to stretch myself and really listen and engage. That's very difficult work to do. But yet today, in the Old Testament lesson, Samuel, who was unfamiliar with how God spoke and maybe didn't have the deepest relationship with God, he hears a voice and wonders who it is. And he thinks it's a great prophet and priest, Eli. And Eli said, I don't think that's me. That's God speaking to you. And the word of God was rare there, which meant that God wasn't giving visions and dreams. But yet, Samuel heard something and Eli wisely told him, it's God speaking to you. And the next time God speaks to you, I want you to say these words. Can you speak them for me, please? Speak, Lord. Perfect is listening. That is our message. And that is what we as believers are called to do when the word of God is preached to us. To say, speak, your Lord, your servant is listening, which means I've roused my mental capacities, I'm on alert, I'm focused, and I'm ready to hear and take in the substance and the meat that you have to give me. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. God speaks to us through his word in his house, through Jesus Christ. Friends in Christ, whenever you hear the word of God, that is God talking to you. The word of God is active and living. Whenever the word of God is spoken, the word is spoken to your heart. The Holy Spirit works through it and God is present here. And so David the psalmist proclaims, Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. I love your house because there the Lord is and he speaks to me. Habakkuk said that the Lord is present in his temple. Let us be silent. Why? Because God is speaking. His word is present. Let us hear and take in that word. Let us listen to messages so that we're able to take them home and to reflect upon them and to be comforted upon them. That we heard every little bit last drop and morsel of the message Jesus laments in the Gospel of Matthew and he talks about people who come to the temple and don't listen. He says, your lips speak of me, but your hearts are far from me. You're really not into it. Sometimes some people come to church out of obligation. I need to be here. I have to be here. Or maybe I come here out of habit. But the Lord sees our house. And he calls us here that we might hear his word. Jesus speaks a parable that when his word is preached, that sometimes it falls on deaf ears that sort of like cement and hard dirt and the devil comes and takes it away and he prays that everyone in God's house might receive that word as dark soil that it produces fruit. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Speak to me your word that convicts me of my sin and your grace that comforts my soul. Speak your word that I can take it home this week and I can think about it and be blessed. Sometimes we don't like listening because if we listen to something, we have got to become responsible with it. I really don't want to hear that because if I hear it and it's true, I have to take it inside myself and I have to be responsible for it. Or if I really listen, it means I want to have to do something about it because it's truth. So sometimes I'd rather just close my ears to the whole fact of the matter. But yet, God is here speaking his word of law and gospel that condemns and points out our sin and that points us to Jesus, our light. My prayer is that whenever you hear a message, whoever it is, that it flows through you the entire week. You take it home, that it blesses you. 
Sermons are really daily bread. We pray in the Lord's Prayer. You know it. Can you say it with me? Give us this day our what? And we pray to the Lord that he gives us daily sustenance and nourishment for our body. But that bread is also food for our soul. There is a person who was lamenting and said, I go to church for many, many years and I don't remember a whole lot of the pastor's sermons. Were you really listening? Someone pointed this out. A friend of his says, you know what? My wife has been making me delicious meals now for years and for decades, and I don't remember a whole lot of specific meals she made me, but they've nourished me over the years and decades. Take a look at me. I'm fine. You see, coming in God's house, maybe sometimes we don't remember all the details, but if we listen, they still nourish and bless us. Speak, O Lord, for your servant is listening to your word, your word of law and gospel your word that comforts and grants me eternal life, for your words are alive and living. So I want to thank everybody for not falling asleep. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And maybe when you leave, as you uh, greet me, I'll say, uh, the Browns will win the Super Bowl. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Anyways, how about this for a closing thought, as we've heard and been blessed by God's word. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Then he said to them, take heed what you hear. With the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. And to you who hear, more will be given. Whoever has to him, more will be given. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Speak, O Lord, your servant is listening. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen.